This is our fourth session on Ephesians 6, 10-13. Finally, be empowered, be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For, or because, so now comes the reason for why we need this whole armor of God, because the devil now is manifest in these various ways. For we do not wrestle against blood and flesh, and that is the right order, even though in the English they've switched it. Paul wrote the order blood and flesh, contrary to the usual order. I'll come back to that. We do not wrestle against blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And what I want to do in this session is simply try to understand what this negation is right here. We do not wrestle against blood and flesh. These two together ordinarily just mean humanity, humans viewed not as any supernatural dimension, but simply uh, humans. And my question is, but don't we? I mean, we, we think of all kinds of obstacles and opposition that the wolves, the human wolves, throw up against the sheep. So, Father, as we try to understand what Paul is denying here, we do not wrestle against this. Show us what he's saying so that we can really understand what he is telling us we wrestle against. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't want to bring this up just as kind of an outside criticism of Paul. Of course, I'm not going to criticize Paul. He's the inspired apostle. I'm not. I just want to understand. And I know that back in chapter 4, this is what he wrote. Christ gave uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried about by every wind of doctrine and by human cunning, wind of doctrine, human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Human, human cunning. This, this is literally cunning of men, of humans. So winds of doctrine and craftiness and deceitful schemes are coming and they are human. So that's why I stumble here when he says, we do not wrestle against blood and flesh, which ordinarily means just human. So a couple of suggestions. In putting blood first, perhaps he is drawing attention to the fact that he means something very physical. In other words, when you have a human being standing in front of you with a body and blood coursing through their veins, don't think that physical reality standing in front of you is the real problem. There's always more to humans than blood and flesh. And the fact that he's focusing on the devil and all the devil's minions here 
does not rule out the fact that he might have in mind some dimensions of that infection inside human beings. Now, back in chapter two, we get a clue that that's the case. You were dead in, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the age of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. Now notice, following the age of this world, so we're in lockstep as humans with the, the spirit of the age, but also following the prince of the power of the air. That's, that's the devil and his rulers. So we are in step when we are not born again, not inhabited by the Holy Spirit, not new creatures in Christ. We are in step with the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, the demonic spirit, the satanic spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, all of them, among whom we all once lived, meaning all of us before our conversion were not only mirror images of the spirit of the age, we were without knowing it. Sometimes people know it, but without knowing it, most people are right in step, in step with the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, the demonic, satanic spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived. Now notice this. We're not just living in step with the prince of the power of the air. We're not just living in step with the age of this world. We are living, before we're converted, we lived in the passions of our flesh. Blood and flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. So it's perfectly legitimate to say the people we face in trying to get spiritual victories over sin and Satan and disobedience and uh, crime and all kinds of sins in this world, the people we face are people who have desires that come from their own bodies and come from their own minds. These are called passions of the flesh, and they are by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We're talking everybody, therefore. So he looks at the humans in front of him as he does evangelism, tries to win people to Christ, and he sees them in regard to them, their own inner corruptions, desires of body and mind, and he sees them as following the prince of the power of the air. So what are we to say then with regard to we wrestle not against blood and flesh, against humans in bodies whose bodies produce desires and whose minds produce sinful desires that oppose the truth and oppose Christ. I think he would say, yes, that's true. There are real adversaries that are human, and they cause great sorrow. They infect churches, and they lead people astray, and they can do great physical as well as emotional and spiritual harm. But according to chapter 2, the prince of the power of the air that is a spirit at work in the sons of disobedience. So in these desires and in this body and in this mind, there is a 
satanic element. So Paul never evidently conceives of an either or here. Like either you've got humans who are your problem that you wrestle against, or you've got the devil. It's always both. Well, maybe not always both, but wherever you have humans, you have the devil because the devil is the spirit that is at work in these humans. And the point of saying we wrestle not against the humans is that the bigger decisive enemy is the devil. Look at chapter 11, verse 13. Such men are false apostles. So there there are men who are problems, adversaries, false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise that his servants, that's a very significant word, isn't it? Paul just assumes that the people, the humans, the blood and flesh, apostles, false apostles that are causing so much trouble are the servants of Satan, and Satan is clothing himself in light, and they then disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end corresponds to their deeds. One more text, 2 Corinthians 10. Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. We are not waging war according to the flesh. That's like Paul saying that our battle is not against flesh and blood or blood and flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, we're going to talk about the weapons as we put them on in the next few sessions. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. So even though we may open our physical mouths and use our physical brains, it's the divine power that's decisive to destroy strongholds. And those strongholds have a foothold in people's minds, but they are ultimately rooted in demonic powers, the prince of the power of the air. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So there's real human warfare. When he says we don't wrestle against blood and flesh, he doesn't mean you never talk to anybody. You never argue in the synagogue. You never write a letter to your lost loved one. It doesn't mean any of that. He means that the devil is so powerfully influential in all of these that we realize he is the decisive enemy behind the human enemy. So finally, be empowered in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, even if they come to you in the form of blood and flesh, because our real wrestling is not against blood and flesh, but against the devil and all of these minions whom we'll look at next time.